Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Flop House Mini. That's a shorter, sometimes, episode of the Flop House Podcast. <laughs> now, normally on this podcast, we watch a bad movie, we talk about it. On the minis, we like to do whatever we think of, whatever we want. And often, that has to do with when the episode is coming out, as this one does. Uh, first, though, I want to introduce myself. My name is Elliot Kalen, and I'll be your master of caramonies for today. That's how you what? would say it if you're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Guys, I've been watching this this Netflix show about prehistoric no. Earth that Morgan Freeman is the narrator of, and he keeps saying cephalopod instead of cephalopod. And I'm like, maybe I've been saying it wrong all this time. It's it's from a Greek root, I assume. so much authority, you know. Yeah, and every time he says yourself. it, my wife and I look to each other and go, Kefalopod? So, guys, who are your names? Who am I talking to about Kefalopods? <laughs> who are your names? My name <laughs> is Dan McCoy. And my name is Stuart Wellington. Dan and Stuart, thank you for joining me for today's mini, and thank no, you thank to the you. audience for joining me. Oh, and no, no but thank you. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, guys, this episode, if I did my math correct, is being released on Veterans Day weekend. And mm. I don't know if you know, Veterans Day was originally Armistice Day, which celebrated the end of World War One. I. I think it speaks volumes about some of the issues in American society that a holiday celebrating the end of fighting was turned into a holiday honoring the, the act of having fought, or the concept mm. of fighting. This was originally mm. an mm. anti-war holiday. And I think all of the three of us are generally against wars. But how do we feel yeah. about it? Unless it's set in the grim darkness of the far future. <laughs> sure, of course. Uh, but even though we Unless may they're, be— Yeah, or they're, yeah, I mean, not the far future or the far past. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star War. Yeah, is Dan's, a, is and a Dan's a big fan of Bride Wars. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. There's a, there's a lot of wars out there that you guys like, uh, cola wars and so forth. Sto- storage wars. Yeah, storage wars and what have you. <laughs> but this was an, this was an, uh, this was an anti-war holiday. And I know how you feel about wars now, but how do you feel about antis? That's right. Today's game is called Anti-War, War of the Antis, <laughs> because ants are a special kind of family member. They're like sure. your mom, only not. They're like a weird mom. Oh, you're talking about yeah. aunts. Because I thought you were talking about the little insects. No, no, we're not talking about the little insects. We're talking about both aunts. The, pronunciations the, we'll say are it. perfectly. I, I mean, I, I where I come aunts. from, we say ants, but that's okay. Let yeah. me just put up my background. Oh no, that's the insect. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. For listeners at home, you can't see. Uh, so, guys, do either of you have ants or aunts? What's your experience with aunts? Um, yeah, I have. And uh, I, my, my aunt Arlene on my father's side. Oh, Shout the out Garfield to Aunt Comics. Arlene! I saw her a lot more when I was younger. Uh, had, had, hadn't seen her in a while, but I did see her recently at my brother Robert's wedding. Uh, congratulations to my brother Robert. Yeah, uh, yeah, he sealed the deal. Sounds, think, sounds like your Aunt Arlene is really a, a minor player in that story. I, my, I don't think my, I think my mom just had brothers. I don't recall ever having an aunt on the other. Oh, the you know, male version of an aunt, a, which is called an uncle. Yeah, yep. sometimes you can have an aunt by marriage. Mm-hmm. Very true. Oh, Very yeah. True. No, I have a lot of uh, titas, <laughs> as uh, aunts are called in the Philippines, on Audrey's side, certainly. Anyway. I think Stuart okay. was, also, was also pointing out that your your mother's brothers might have gotten married, and those would also— their, their mother's spouses. brothers might have— Yeah, that's yeah. true. I did have—here's the thing— so this has been a real what learning a, experience for Dan. We really expanded the definition of aunt for him. What a fucking journey. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't whatever, think this was going to be such a quest of self-discovery. You know, for whatever reason, I didn't really 
sort of see my mother's family as much. Uh, so when you up. watched the show Mama's Family, you were like, "This is like a, a vision of a strange science, alternate world." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mama's had families. <laughs> yeah, but like I, the certainly any uh, maternal aunts I may have had were minor players in my life. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, that's more about Dan's family than I thought we'd go into, but Stuart, yeah, what about well, you? Well, you guys Stuart, kind of extended it, but Do you have any, sure. do you have any, do you have any uh, yeah, uh, do. experience with aunts? Oh, yeah. My uh, my mother's brother married a woman, and uh, though he has passed on, she is still somewhat in my life, mm-hmm. although she is like a weird Trump supporter and like an anti-vaxxer. So she's not that big in my life. Um, and then my my father's sister, my Aunt Sherry, shout out to Aunt Sherry, uh, is mm-hmm. alive and well in a little place called Cincinnati, Ohio, or Cincinnati <laughs> if you're uh, – Nasty. <laughs> if you're if you're Miss Jackson or 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 Cincinnati because there's uh-huh. an aunt that lives there. Uh, no. I myself uh, have. I myself all I know ha- is it's hot in Cleveland, which is very big <laughs> among aunts. I think as a thing. <laughs> sure. Uh, and I myself have uh, have three aunts or aunts, as I would say, being from New Jersey. An aunt by blood, my aunt Wendy, and two aunts by marriage, my aunt Carol and my aunt. Judy. Uh, so, but ants, it's a different kind of relationship. Like I said, they're like your moms, but not exactly. They're a little sometimes kookier, and they're a little mm-hmm. sometimes eviler. So in mm-hmm. a flagrant Spookier. theft of Stuart's horror monster episodes that we had recently, his minis, I'm going to have us look at some of the greatest ants in cinema and rate how they do in several categories of stereotypical antness. Now, those categories are category one, wickedness. Some mm-hmm. ants are wicked. Mm-hmm. Category two, coolness. We all know about the cool aunt, you know, who's like mm-hmm. cooler than your mom. And category three, wackiness slash kookiness, because that's the thing that ants have also. And also, we're going to have a lucky dip category. I am flagrantly ripping off Stuart's structure. I love it. I love it. One. Now, I have, a, I have a real question. Now, I think it's already been covered by the other categories. But when you say wicked, you're meaning the general uh, definition of the term and not the, say, Boston definition of the term. No, exactly. The bo- so a, a Boston ant might be wicked and meaning like cool, but I mean, mm-hmm. it, but that's a different category. This yep. is wicked as in like you know the the musical a wicked, mm-hmm. which yep. is the which is the family member that I associate with being stereotypically wicked, even though I know that that is that is, that is a weird anti-adoption stance. Very that, much so. Uh, there are many stepmothers who are not wicked. I have a stepmother <laughs> but, uh, who's not wicked. I've never yeah. found her to be wicked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, except I didn't know in the that, Boston sense. I didn't know that aunts <laughs> or aunts, as I actually also grew up saying, and for some reason have switched uh, over the years just because people make fun of me. Um, and I don't know. I don't know that they have been known to be particularly wicked. But well, uh, I think you you might be surprised by some of the okay. ants that we talk about in this. Sure. episode then. They are sometimes wicked, sometimes not. Now, I should mention there are a lot of horror exploitation movies about ants that um, like become obsessed with their nephews. Mm. I don't think we're really going to be talking about too much of that. That's that's not that's not I don't know, it sounds wa- intriguing. <laughs> there are waters like we a, need to dive into at this moment. Maybe uh, a website you could point me towards or <laughs> Yeah, maybe a website that collects, I don't know, short films. Uh-huh. <laughs> short amateur Just short like films or independent short films. Short films about like if you're stuck in a washing machine, what how <laughs> what to uh, do. I don't know. No. That sounds more like a professional production right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a this is a road I was hoping not to go down. Uh, goodbye yellow Yellow Brick Road. Turn away from it. Don't want to go down that one. The Yellow Brick Road to Stucktown. Sure. Uh, sure. So here's. So we'll talk about number one. My first one. Let's go to the film 
James and the Giant Peach, where we find Ant Sponge oh, yeah, and Ant Spiker, played by Miriam Margolis and, of course, the legendary Joanna Lumley. Uh, and they're referred to— uh, Do you need a description of these ants? I should ask that. Do you, if, let me know if you need a description of these ants or if you're familiar with these ants. I am familiar with these ants. And again, there is also the an audience, ant. There's also an insect ant in James and the Giant Peach that is yeah. not the one I am no. talking about. Yeah. I I just saw an interview uh, with Miriam Margolis where she was on what like Graham Norton or something. She talks about the time first time she met Laurence Olivier and how she creamed her knickers, <laughs> and uh, it left everyone. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a dry eye in the house <laughs> or knickers. Um, I guess. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that uh, side. Trip. Um, I think that I, for I, the purposes, this, this could have of been the, the most family-friendly episode of the Flophouse, and you guys have consistently taken <laughs> it's us into arguably about family. For the <laughs> listeners, Elliot, I think you should describe the ants yes, anyway. Yes. So, uh, Ant Sponge and Ant Spiker, as the names probably tell you, and they're ants in a royal doll story. Uh, so that tells you more. They're referred to on Wikipedia as sadistic and domineering. Uh, mm. They do not take. They are taking care of their nephew, the titular James, and they come into possession of the titular giant peach. They don't treat James well, and they see the giant peach only as a way to make money and not as a home for several giant bugs, including a talking ant voiced by what Richard Dreyfus, I think, in the movie. And yeah. uh, so eventually, they end up attacking their nephew James with axes later in the film. So, guys, how would you rate them in these categories? Sponge and Spiker. First, wickedness on a scale from one to ten. I mean, like the axes is a dead giveaway. So yeah. we're already talking. <laughs> we're that's above five already. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to say an 8. That's pretty that's an pretty eight? rugged. Okay, still leaving a little bit of room for for wiggle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. they might be misunderstood. <laughs> well, there's like an you know, I mean, there's an absolute scale where like if they you know, if, if we put these people at 10 and then there's some serial murdering uh that's a ants good point. later, you know, that's the egg on our faces. I mean, as as doll yeah, characters, like, I don't know, uh, ants that might be involved in the tech sector. <laughs> yeah. As, as doll <laughs> As doll characters, I think that, you know, they have to rate pretty high, though. So I'm also going to get it within an eight. Okay, I'm going to go to a nine on this. Uh, they're very mean. They try to kill their nephew with an axe. I'm going to go, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't get more like that. What about coolness? How cool do these ants sound? Mm. One of them is uh, Joanna Lumley. So I'm going to give them at least a six. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, they're, I mean, their names are Sponge and Spiker. Yes, yeah, so they sound pretty One punk. of them... Is Joanna Lumley like I get the and feeling? And Margolis is awesome too. That if yeah, you're that's not true. an orphan that's been dumped on them, if you're like their friends, like they would be great at like brunch, say. So I'm gonna say seven. They definitely <laughs> have like a mean brunch where they're like making fun of everybody else in the place. Yeah, yeah. You know? So Stuart, what would you say? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say seven as well. Okay, and wackiness slash kookiness. Ooh, pretty kooky. Are there specific kooky things you can remind me of? Uh, I mean, just a general Roel dolliness of their characters. Yeah, that you know, does they're, give they're you a few points already. Heightened and cartoonish. They, yeah, they it's, like a, wacky it's a high floor. Hair, don't they? Yeah, they kind of their hair is kind of wacky. Um, okay, I'll go with the, I'll go with a six. Not okay. the not most wacky because there you know there's axes involved. I'm actually going to give them a five. I feel like no world doll character can be less than a five, but it's not like they're like fun, wacky, kooky. And I feel like a wacky, yeah. kooky ant, that's an ant who is fun up to a certain point when it stops being yes. fun. Yeah. So, Dan, what would you give A certain them? number of drinks maybe that uh, – yes, I'm going to say yeah. I'll go with five too. I think that five. makes sense. Okay. Now it's time for a lucky dip. So who's going to choose Who's going to choose the category, a number between one and ten? That's all I need. I'm going to do number seven – Number seven. Okay. How would these ants be at committing a murder? 
Mm, well, they'd be uh, bad at it because they attempted and don't succeed at chopping James to bits, right? <laughs> That's fair. They do not. The, I think, they, and they also attack him in public with the axes. Uh, which well, is a seems big like mistake. a mistake. Sure, sure. I mean. They have the will. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, what what does good at attempting a murder mean? It doesn't necessarily mean that they get away with it. It means that they're good. Well, this is commit. But I said committing a murder, not attempting a murder. Committing a murder. Committing. No, I'm saying. But they. Oh, that's true. They couldn't do it and not get away. That's true. The measure is whether they accomplish the murder or not, and they don't do it. But they do, as as sorry, as Stuart says, they have the will. Like clearly, Mm -hmm. they have the murderous rage in them. So yeah, but if you like. If if you're like interviewing candidates to mur- commit a murder for you, and they're like, you "Yeah, won. we tried once in public and it just didn't work," I'd yeah. be like, Ew, and you're like, "Yeah, but the person you're trying big... to kill was like a super soldier." No, it was a little kid. Mm, he was in a giant kid. peach. Yeah, that's true. The kid. I, I I'm gonna go with five. I guess five. Okay, Stu, what do you I'm, say? I'm just giving them a four. Four. Wow. I'm gonna give them a six at least because I feel like if they did, if they had tried it in private. They could have killed that. Mm-hmm. That could be dead by now. They'd be burying his, his body and the peach in the backyard. Okay, so that's Sponge and Spiker. Let's move on to our next ant. Okay, this is Robin Wright as Antiope in Wonder Woman. This is Wonder Woman's aunt. She is a warrior, uh, okay. a master of combat. She trains Diana as a warrior. Uh-huh. Uh, and She's so, sort of a surrogate mother, right? Yes, I mean, or, Wonder Woman's mother, Hippolyta, is around, but she's a little distant. You know, I think she has a stronger yeah. relationship with, with her aunt than with her mother in some ways. Yeah. So let's look at those categories again. Uh, The first category, of course, is wickedness. I think that's pretty low. I think she's she doesn't have any ulterior motives. She's not. The Amazon are are kind of presented in general as being ultra pure, and she's you know very noble. Yeah, very noble. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say one on the wickedness. Okay, and Stuart, what are you gonna say? Yeah, there's no. I don't. I don't see any like. uh, I don't see any darkness uh, hidden by the. by their, their whole thing. So I'm going to go with a one as well. I'm going to say a three just because she is very violent. And True. sure, sometimes violence may be called for in self-defense, but I think she kind of likes it. I think she's kind of, she's oh, okay. she she likes having an opportunity to let her, her inner Wolverine come out, you know, to mix mm-hmm. publishers. Okay, now what about coolness? How cool is this ant? I'll mind so, you, she's a badass Amazon warrior. <laughs> Who trains Wonder Woman? Yeah, yeah that's that's high. That's, yeah, that's very high. On easily, easily an eight, right? Eight I, or nine? Yeah. yeah, I would also gonna give an eight. She'll smoke on this a fool and not even bat an eye, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, she's like, like you know, she's and you know, she's like letting you drink in the house because it's part of some Greek fertility well, rite anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's maybe. I mean, I guess yeah, the Greek. I don't <laughs> <laughs> the Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't my thing is like she's cool but in like a way that like I wouldn't necessarily think that that's what I personally find cool. Okay, that's like, fair. You know. You, you don't want to hang out with her. Yeah, you know, I would rather have the cool aunt who is like into really good music, you know, when I was young and like treated the one who me shows like you I like was a, older than I was. Who shows you, you know. like a punk album and she's like you're going to like this, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean there is inherent coolness that I think, I, even saying that, I'll, I'll also go with an eight. Oh, wow. I th- you really talked yourself into <laughs> reversing entirely <laughs> yeah. on that. Uh, yeah. Okay, what about wackiness, kookiness? I'm going to give her pretty low on this one. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that any of the 
Amazon are particularly kooky. They're like no. they seem more staid and kind of very stoic. They're not fun. Yeah. They're not a fun people, and that's I think why Diana has to leave more than anything else. Is mm-hmm. she, there's a sense of fun about her sometimes, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna give her a two in this. I'm okay. I'm giving a one. One, okay, yeah. and I'm gonna give a two also because there is something kooky about the fact that anytime they do anything, you hear a female voice go, ah. Yeah, in the background. Pretty. That's good <laughs> kooky. Okay, Dan, you want to pick the the lucky dip category here? Yeah, I'll go with three. Three, hosting a Passover Seder. Okay, how do you think <sighs> Anti- Antiope mm. will be at hosting a Passover Seder? Uh, I mean, they seem to, I mean, they, they pretty clearly have their own religious tradition that is mm-hmm. not Judaism and like- Historically so think- accurate. It, the Greek Amazons <laughs> would not have been Jewish. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I think that they would probably be less successful than, say, me at hosting a Passover Seder, who I at least have been to a couple, some court courtesy of you, Elliot. Uh, yeah, true. that's true. I mean, but she could always reach out to Gal Gadot for pointers, right? <laughs> that's true. Her, her niece is Jewish uh, in true. real life. That's true. Uh, you know, I— uh, I still can't go high. I like. I'm gonna say a one on this. Wow. <laughs> I feel like she uh, she trains. She is disciplined. If she was given this task, she would uh, attack it with full fervor. Okay. I'm gonna say a seven. I think she would crush it. Well, I yeah, just don't know how much study time there was allowed. You know, Dan, like, I, if this was sprung on her, it's Judaism. It's all study. It's all yeah, okay. you know, like she's. I'm gonna give her a six because I also think if you gave her, you give her a Haggadah. You tell her how to make the things. She's going to do it to perfection, technically, but it's going to be missing the joy of the holiday and also the kind of. I don't think she's going to tell the story well. You know, I think yeah, she's going to yeah, tell yeah. it. She's not. She's not going to reference uh, what the creeping death or whatever. Yeah, by she's not going to. A cool aunt would do that. Would be like, and now let's hear a song about Passover and play creeping death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to aunt number three. This is the aunt from. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3. That's Aunt May, Rosemary Harris edition. This is the Rosemary Harris oh, Aunt May. Oh, okay. man. Big Sam fan, Raimi big fan. I, okay. I saw her on stage once. Oh, well, yes, so, so did I. Have we, did we pee into a fountain, all three of us, and we now you're telling stories the, of yep. seeing, uh, seeing an actress was, on stage? She was in uh, a production of My Fair Lady, oh, yeah, along with, that's right, Laura mm. Benanti. See the, if you're... <laughs> If if we clip this, you can see me pointing to the poster right behind me. Wow. If we don't clip this, that was a you know a pointless diversion. <laughs> it was a pointless point. So <laughs> let's talk about Aunt May, Rosemary Harris edition, and the categories: wickedness. Uh, zero, negative yes. ten. <laughs> yes, yeah. we, we, unfortunately, we can't go lower than zero. But I'm also yeah, going to give zero. I, yeah, zero. She is, except for she is, except for she never got nasty with the vulture, right? That was a different Aunt May. Uh, um, did the other Aunt May get involved with the Vulture? Didn't Aunt May in like the comics oh, no. date the oh, Vulture no. Aunt for May a while? Aunt May in the comics, uh, she became Doc, she, she was Doc no, Ock. she dated Doctor Octopus and almost married him. Oh yeah. right, okay. But she and the Vulture, uh, he well, it, the Vulture it was it was involved with uh, with her one time boyfriend Nathan Lubensky and ended okay. up ac- accidentally killing Nathan, I believe. Uh, but no, yes, yeah, the, the sure, comics accidentally. Doc, the comics Aunt May always had a kind of a thing for Doc Ock, and in the comics now she kind of plays on that. Qu- With that haircut, bit. I mean, who wouldn't? Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and, those and that glasses. and that frame, so many hands. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. so yeah, but otherwise, she is the <laughs> heart and soul and conscience of Spider-Man, like the greatest hero in in yeah. all literature. So Dan, what are you going to give her in terms of wickedness? 
Oh, I said zero as well. Zero, okay. Zero for weakness. Okay, what about coolness? Aunt May, Rosemary Harris edition, mm. coolness. Pretty cool. I mean, she's cool in that old lady way where, like, she has is, you know, transcended ideas of caring about cool. Yeah, like, but she's I could just, also like, see her start rapping to embarrass a Peter Parker in a funny way, in a way where he's yeah. like, Aunt May, stop it, you know? Well, she, I would say, like, she's very sweet and she's she's funny in her own way. And uh, so I'm going to say she's a six. Six? Okay. What about you, Stuart? Uh, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to knock it a point. I'm just going to give her a five. Okay. I'm going to give her a 10. Nothing's Whoa. cooler than being Spider-Man's aunt, even if you don't know it. Spider-Man lives oh, in your house. Amazing. Number three, your wackiness. Best friends with Spider-Man. <laughs> Spectacular. Your best friends with Spider-Man. Yeah, you raised Spider-Man. Wackiness, kookiness, category three. Uh, I mean, she's not that wacky, but like every once in a while she says something kind of funny and kooky. Yeah. Uh, so I'll put her I'll, uh, a five. Okay. She's a little dotty, which leads yeah. to mm-hmm. a little bit of wackiness and kookiness. Uh, Stuart, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. Like, uh, what, at that th- Thanksgiving dinner with the Green Goblin? That's, you know, she's a little bit goofy there. That's fun. Okay, so five. I'm going to give her a six because I, I agree, you know, but I just like her so much. And I, uh, so here, so She's lucky to category. Stuart, what is the, what is the category number? Two. Two. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, taking care of you and your younger sibling after your parents die in the beginning of the movie. Oh, oh my God. Some good of that. Knock oh, it out of the park. Oh, Knock wow. it out of the park. <laughs> It's amazing that that was a category, and she got it. Yeah. She got, she got. So, guys, I'm giving her a ten across the board yeah, from 10. all of us. There's no way no I question. will brook no dissent on that. Okay, yeah. ten, ten, ten. Oh, she is showing taking care of her nephew realness. Tens across the board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, guys, but here's the thing. Coming up, number four, Spider-Man: Homecoming's Aunt May, Marissa Tomei edition. Let's see how oh. she stacks up against Rosemary Harris. All right, this is the I'm younger to see Aunt that May that category. Had a few chances of connecting. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, this thing is, there's so many movies where an aunt has to take care of her her brother or <laughs> sister's true, kids. That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I one of the aunts that I rejected for this was Jumanji. BB Newworth, who was in that same situation, because she doesn't just doesn't make that much of an impression. I yeah. don't think yeah. you guys would remember her that well, you know. But yeah, uh, I, she'd get a lot of affection from me for being BB Newworth, but mm-hmm. that would be about it. <laughs> exactly. So this is Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. She's younger. Uh, she's. I guess briefly in a relationship with Happy Hogan, uh, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's she finds out about Spider Man's secret identity, something that in the that in the old movies Aunt May, as far as we could tell, never did. So, uh, category one, wickedness. How wicked is she? Well, I would like it to be ten. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a different kind of wickedness, Stuart. Uh, although, yeah, she does. Sleep with uh, ha- Happy, who is uh, played by what's his face, John Favreau. John Favreau. So there's a little wickedness in that. I feel like. Um, <laughs> All right, what, because because yeah. he's writing the Mandalorian at the same time. I understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was two. filming Chef at the same time. <laughs> I think it's just my <laughs> feelings about Favreau. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. two. Uh, Stuart, what are you gonna give her? Yeah, I'll, uh, I don't know. I'll say like uh, like a three or four. Like three a four. four. Let's say four. Four, okay. I think I'm going to give a two also because she means well, but I bet she does things that are a little bit a little bit naughtier than Rosemary Harris. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, mm-hmm. when Rosemary Harris was young, who knows what was happening? Uh, sure. So, Maniac. I mean, there was literally, 
There was literally a terrible Blood comic on the book, streets, yeah. A terrible comic book about Aunt May as a teenager becoming pregnant. Oh, uh, so that was the book Trouble, written by Mark Miller, uh, a writer mm, who I've never yeah, been a fan of. A, a writer. writer with a soft touch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, so what about coolness, guys? Marissa Tomei, Aunt May, coolness. Uh, no, this is good. I'm going to go. I, ooh. I, I almost want to go full 10, but I'll go nine. Like, she's okay. just, you know, this is this is a cool aunt. The only reason why I can't give her a 10 is because I've seen My Cousin Vinny, where she plays the coolest character in the <laughs> That's yeah. true, Not, yeah. <laughs> so Not I got to give her a nine. Necessarily okay. an uh, aunt in that movie, although maybe, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, she could be an aunt. Maybe that's why her biological clock is ticking like I'm this. Assuming I'm assuming she is. I mean, yeah. based on based on traditional uh, New York Italian family structures. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. She probably yeah. has plenty of babies she's doing and, on. And it makes sense that Vinny, who is an uncle, would be matched up with an aunt. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to yeah, give her- Yeah, they're the perfect pair. <laughs> I'm going to give her a nine also because she's pretty cool. She's pretty good about accepting that her nephew is a superhero, but uh, not entirely. She's still a little freaked out by it, so- mm-hmm. Speaking of freaking out, what about category three? Wackiness, kookiness. Um, yeah, I mean, I've again. I think there's a little bit there. Her kookiness yeah. is diminished, I think, by the fa- the existence of Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny, mm-hmm. which would also be like a perfect ten of kookiness. Uh, and Marissa Tomei and Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. <laughs> sure, and in so the wrestler, zany. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just. Reacting to Marissa Tomei's general like vibe rather than yeah. the character, but I'm going to give a seven. Seven, okay. Stu, what about you? That's a little high for me. I'm going to give her a six. Okay, I'm going to give her a five. I feel like yeah, she's a restrained Marissa Tomei uh, depiction. Yeah. Okay, lucky dip for her. It's too bad she didn't get what Rosemary Harris got. But uh, Dan, give us a number. Uh, the only numbers you can't pick are two, three, or seven. One. One. Buying you a birthday present you'll actually like. How do you think she'll do on this as an aunt? I, she seems like, you know, pretty involved in Peter's life. You know, he seems to love her. Like, she seems to be, like, really, like, trying to, you know, I'm going to say a nine. I think she pays attention. Wow, okay. What about you, Stuart? Um, yeah, this is a tough one. I've I can go first if you want me to. Gift I really like. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna no, give. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give her a three. No I don't feel like she really, really like real I, estate. <laughs> it's hard for me to see her getting. I think she is gonna try, but I think she's she's gonna get him transmorphers instead of transformers. Yeah, that, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's she. She's not as connected in to, to what he's into. You know. Yeah. The thing is, I just keep waiting for somebody to go to Jared, and they never do. Uh, I've, I'm I'm gonna give her uh, I'm gonna give her a five, which is an optimistic five. Okay, optimistic five. I feel like best case scenario, she goes to the comic store and she's like, "What do what do teenagers like?" You know, and mm-hmm. she might walk away with Ghost World, and he'll enjoy that, I guess. You know, um, mm-hmm. we're t- okay. we're talking about what she's getting, uh, Peter, because if she got me what teenagers like, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> 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 That's true. You know what? I was talking about Peter. Yeah, Stuart, do you think she'd be able to get, what What would you do if Aunt May walked home and she's like, I, they said teenagers like this book and she, you unwrapped it and it's Ghost World by Dan Close. I'd be like, get this out of here. <laughs> Dan Close, I, I love his line work. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Let's go to, we're going to go back in the past, everybody. We're going to go to the 1940s to the movie Arsenic and Old Lace and Aunt oh. Abby Brewster and Aunt Martha Brewster played by Josephine Hull and Gina Dare. Do you need a description? I'll give it to you. They're a little dotty. Yes. They're a little dotty. 
they're a little uh, absent-minded. Uh, mm-hmm. Cary Grant is their nephew. They ha- they accept that their other nephew thinks he's Teddy Roosevelt and yells charge every time he goes up the stairs. But they also have a hobby of inviting lonely unmarried men into their house and then poisoning them and burying their bodies in the basement. Uh, so let's talk about these ants on the mm-hmm. scale. Wickedness. Where would you put them on wickedness? This is going to be a complicated one for them. This is a yeah, morally complicated because they are murder. They are serial murderers, like yes. I said before. But in this case, they're doing it out of a belief that it is what is best for these lonely men. They think they're helping them. Yes. Uh, now. Yeah, yeah. Now that's not now to the say, lonely men are never asked their opinions on the on the on the issue. It's not. Now like there's a, a certain. Objective nature it's to like wickedness. Skin, it's not right. all relative to intent, because as we know, the road to hell is is paved with good intentions. So yeah. I'm still gonna. I think I'm gonna give them a seven for wickedness. Okay, a seven. What about you, Stuart? You know, I I'm not super. I feel like I've never seen this. Uh, so I'm just gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna trust Dan. I'm going to give them a six. They are objectively murderesses. They are killing lots of people. Uh-huh. But yeah, but I think I'm going to give their, their intent a little bit more. They're not doing it for wicked reasons. If you said to them, oh, but men don't like to be murdered, they'd be like, oh, we'll stop doing it then. So I get no one yeah. has no one has taught them, you know. Category two. Why doesn't Cary Grant just decide to try to try that? I forget. I don't does know why. He doesn't, I don't know why he doesn't do explain. that. Well, yeah. the Cary Grant in the movie is not the normal suave Cary Grant we know. He's a lot more. No, uh, he's a g- goofy. He's goofy and hyper and not not the original first choice for the character. Um, goofy, he's what, like a dog that wears he's clothes? A, he's a big dog and he's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, he's oh, you're, you're poisoning those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he has his own dog uh, that doesn't talk. Anyway, or maybe it's, as we've talked about, maybe it's some his kind of sex game. where where His best friend is we're some kind of sex game where Pluto pretends that he can't talk. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So category two, coolness. How cool are these little old ladies? Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of metal that they're killing all these guys. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, it is. I'll give them a four. <laughs> okay. Stuart, what about you? Uh, I mean, again, I'm going to have to take your word for it. I'm going to have to say a four as well. Okay. I'm going to give them a three. I'm going to give them a three. It is, it is pretty metal, I guess, but I, I don't want to reward them too much for it. Uh, and now about wackiness, kookiness. Well, this is this really depends on how kooky you find murder because they are pretty dotty and zany. They're pretty they pixelated, also, as you could, as they would say back in olden days. But didn't that specifically mean that they were drinking a lot? That's pixelated. The part that, no, well, yeah. pixelated. The idea was that you uh, maybe it was meant that way. Sometimes the, the the way I've heard it used, like in uh, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, is the idea that like you're a weirdo, like the pixies have yeah. have taken you away, not the band, the pixies. Which I'm sure Marissa, to- I'm sure Aunt May, Marissa Tomei edition saw the pixies live when she was younger. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, look, I think their absolute score would be higher if their zaniness didn't result in. Murder, but I'll give them an eight. An eight? Okay, what about you, Stuart? I mean, that does sound pretty zany. I'll <laughs> give them an eight. I mean, I'm giving them a 10. They are fucking kooky. <laughs> they, yeah. are, they are a kooky all, like, couple of fans. They're they're kooky. <laughs> they're creepy, they're kooky. They're ooky. They're ooky as mm-hmm. shit. Okay, so let's do the lucky dip category. Dan, I think it's your turn to choose. The numbers available are four, five, six, eight, nine, ten. Uh, ten. Okay. So how good would they be at subtly leading you out of the room while your parents get into an argument? Mm. Uh, you know what? I think they'd be good at this. They, they like, despite all the murder, they're very warm and they, you know, care about their nephew. I'm going to give them an eight. 
Okay, and they know subtlety because they've been getting away with murder for years. For, for years, yeah, 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 yeah. This all this all adds up. Yeah, I th- and eight sounds from what information I have. <laughs> I love eight sounds I love right. <laughs> I, love I think I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them a seven because it could go either way. They're also pretty wacky, so I could see them going, "Oh, oh well, let's go into the other room," you know, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, something yeah, that is, sure. calls a little bit too much attention. Okay, moving on to a break. We've got a break coming up, guys. Let's talk about who our sponsors are for this. The uh, what am I calling this again? Oh yeah, anti-war, war of the antis. Dan, who's bringing in this, this episode to the <laughs> listeners? Unbeknownst, who, unknowing of what we'd actually be talking about. Oh, I'm about. sure they couldn't be prouder. Their name is Squarespace, <laughs> the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, and even your time. You I remind the listeners that ants use the internet. They do. So, to look up their cat memes and whatnot. Gain <laughs> and powerful send emails, yeah, about their about their nephews, yeah. Into who's going to your site, who's interacting with your content with the analytics tools, including analytics. page views, traffic sources, time on site, and more. Squarespace also has tools you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, a simple checkout process, and secure payments. And uh, if you, you know, want to design a website, they've got Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system. Start with a best-in-class website template and, orga- and customize, pardon me, every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology. If you're like... Drag-and-drop? This old mm-hmm. drag-and-drop technology is <laughs> no good. Someone please reimagine it. They've done it. It was imagined, they reimagined. Well, uh, why don't you head to uh, squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code FLOP to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. The Vop House is also sponsored in part by NordVPN. Now, NordVPN is an easy-to-use VPN. Uh, you can con- uh, connect with one click or enable auto-connect. Uh, they have... Almost 6,000 servers in 60 different countries, so you can find a server near you for better speed or connect to a faraway location to freely explore the internet. Did I say speed? Well, they have amazing speed. It's confirmed by the speed test. uh, NordVPN is the fastest VPN out there, and it can work on up to six different devices using every major platform. Uh, We all like to use the internet. NordVPN is a great way to safely browse that internet. Uh, to get our exclusive discount off of your NordVPN plan plus four months for free, go to uh, nordvpn.com slash flophouse. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash flophouse. And since this is a mini, I won't take up too much more time, but we've got some exciting Flophouse stuff to talk about. Uh, Flop TV continues apace, our monthly online live broadcast that you can watch the recordings, uh, TV version of the Flophouse podcast. Our next episode is December 2nd. We'll be talking Ballistic X versus Sever. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, the first Saturday in December. December 2nd, one day before my birthday, and you can watch the recording afterwards if you can't make it for the broadcast. Get your tickets or season passes at theflophouse.simpleticks.com. And if you're thinking, there's only like two episodes left, why would I get a season pass? 
The season pass gets you access to all of the previous episode recordings, so you get to watch all six episodes. Those are still up. If you have a season pass, you can watch them whenever you want, all the time. Just to be like Pluto TV and just have it run constantly. You can do that. Yeah, but, you can watch these old shows and see how much we've aged and changed over the last six months. Yeah, exactly. Oh, horribly in my case. So the other thing that's exciting, we're not just doing stuff on your screen. We're doing stuff in front of your very eyes. If you live in one of the four cities that we will be traveling to at the end of January for our Flophouse West Coast Tour, it's a not West Coast Store, which it sounded like I said, but a West Coast <laughs> Tour, a tour of West Coast cities, four dates, four cities, we're calling it Eras. That's a new name I came up with. And we can announce two of those dates right now. Two of them are still being confirmed. On January 25th at 8 p.m., we will be in Portland, Oregon at the Aladdin Theater. It's a wish come true. So for tickets, go to aladdin-theater.com. It's dash the mark, not dash the word, aladdin-theater.com. That's January 25th at 8 p.m. in Portland, Oregon. And January 28th at 7 p.m., we'll be in Los Angeles, California at the Regent Theater. Go to regentdtla.com. We'll be announcing our other dates soon, and we'll be announcing what movies we'll be watching soon. We have to figure those out, and they will be Exciting. We may have some Did other you surprises have to, figure them out? to tell you about. Do they get a prize if they figure it no, out? No, no, we have to figure them out. No, oh, we're we have to figure them out. Oh, yeah, okay. no, no, I'm going I'm to give yeah, you yeah. 26 letters, and you have to <laughs> pick which ones are in the movie titles. Uh, I have some non-Flophouse news that I'm excited about. Next okay. year, I'm going to be doing a, another podcast, not with these two guys, although I love them more than anyone else. They are my best beloved. Okay. Seems like a weird Keep place to be saying, saying all this. <laughs> Instead, uh, I'm going to be doing a year-long podcast next year with one Roman Mars. That's right. Roman, Whoa, the monster from the, the robot Roman monster god movie. Of Mars. No, the, the Roman god of Mars, the uh, <laughs> yeah, the war god. Uh, Roman Mars from 99% Invisible, and I will be co-hosting a podcast about The Power Broker. That's right. Next year is the 50th anniversary of my favorite book, The Power Broker, Robert Caro's masterpiece, Brick of a Tome, about what happens to a city when one man manages to amass all the power in it and literally reshape the physical infrastructure of the city in the only in the way he wants to, not listening to anybody else. It's a great book. If you've never read it, get yourself a copy, read along with us. It's going to be a monthly podcast all through next year, and we'll be doing kind of introductory episode that should come out in December, and we'll be uh, interviewing famous people. We talked to Conan O'Brien already. It'll be great. I'll tell you the title of the podcast when I know what it is. It makes me so happy that Elliot's dream's coming true. It's like if, uh, mm-hmm. like I got to do a podcast all about like Warhammer, or Dan got to do a podcast mm-hmm. all about. I mean, you did get like to organizing be like CDs and stuff. A brain in a tube. <laughs> oh yeah. So I feel like you guys' dreams have my come, dreams true, come true. Yeah, Dan, you know, well, you're really behind on your dreams coming true stuff. Dan, to, Dan yeah. I think that's the next thing. We should we should start one of those make a wish things <laughs> and get Dan's yeah, dream for making come true. Dan's uh, come true. Yeah, figure John out the dream. John show up and uh, <laughs> it'll be great. And uh, finally, one last thing is uh, the comic book series I have right now. Uh, Disney Villains Hades uh, is coming out now from Dynamite Comics. Check comic book stores. It's a five-issue series. As of this recording, the first three issues have come out. Uh, Those are all the ads and things. Stay tuned for more information on our Flop Live shows and on that Power Broker podcast. (laughs) 
What is up, people of the world? Do you have an argument that you keep having with your friends and you just can't seem to settle it? And you're sitting there arguing about whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars, or you can't decide what is the best nut, or can't agree on what is the best cheese. Stop doing that. Listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal, only on Max Fun. Your topics asked and answered objectively, definitively, for all time. So don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Hey, Sydney, you're a physician and the co-host of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, right? That's true, Justin. Is it true that our medical history podcast is just as good as a visit to your primary care physician? No, Justin, that is absolutely not true. Uh, however, our podcast is funny and interesting and a great way to learn about the medical misdeeds of the past, as well as some current not-so-legit healthcare fads. So you're saying that by listening to our podcast, people will feel better. Sure. And isn't that the same reason that you go to the doctor? Well, uh, you could say that, but... And our podcast is free? Yes, it is free. You heard it here first, folks. Sawbones, Meryl Tour of Misguided Medicine right here on Maximum Fun. Just as good as going to the doctor. No, no, no. Still not just as good as going to the doctor, but but pretty good. It's up there. Are you guys ready to get back to the War of the Antes as we talk about... I cannot oh, boy, wait. We, we got, on the edge of my seat, yeah. even though I paid for the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, we've got five chair? more. We've got, In my yeah, home? Yeah. Paid for Dan's chair. Who did we've you got, pay? <laughs> I gotta stop this. Yeah, there was a there's a guy outside the door that oh, said I had to man, pay him for the use of the chair. Yeah. I could be profiteering off of Stewart. Yeah, yeah, you should be doing that uh, yeah. as if you're not already. Uh, but anyway, I guess the, so. I mean, I like to think of it as like a mutual, like that's a symbiotic yeah, relationship. It's like it's like when a shark has one of those little guys <laughs> creeping on their <laughs> bellies. Right. Yeah, it's called a remora. Eating yep. the food off of Stuart's belly. <laughs> All the stuff that falls out of Stuart's mouth goes into Dan's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> And if you want to join OnlyFans, you can see that happen. Yeah, yeah if you want to, if, uh, run, don't walk to your drawing easels and give us some fan art, please. <laughs> Use your I imagination guess. and anything's possible, yeah. So, uh, I feel let's, like this is a monkey's paw witch. A monkey's paw witch? Like a sandwich with a monkey's paw in it? That's a good idea. Sounds great. At first, yeah. and then, <laughs> then it doesn't feel so good in your tummy. No, not at all. You really regret it. Uh, so here's our next ant. We're going to talk about Auntie Mame, or Auntie Mame, played by Rosalind Russell. Mm -hmm. You guys are familiar with her. She's a flamboyant society hostess. She's a world traveler. She's always showing her nephew a good time and eventually saves him from marrying into a family of anti-Semites. So let's talk about Auntie Mame. Now, this Auntie is the Mame. movie, the original movie, not the musical Mame we're talking uh, about. This is, no, this is, uh, no, this is, this or is, is from Mame. Or is it the Mame. same thing? They're, I mean, they're all versions of the same story. Okay. It's a, it's it's the, the universal story that about? it's the it's the universal <laughs> story that Joseph Campbell talks about uh, yeah. in his in his books, the story of Anti Mame. This is uh, this is the uh, this is the movie Anti Mame, but uh, it is a musical, isn't okay. it? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I was. I thought that it doesn't matter. Obviously. There's also well, there's also Mame is the one that I believe stars Lucille Ball, right? Yeah, that's what I was. I was. Yeah, that, which is also which is not the one I'm talking about. That one is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no good. Uh, so this is Auntie Mame. Uh, guys, where would you call it? Put it on wickedness. Now, she is a high society hostess. She does a lot of partying. Okay, there's a potential for wickedness. Yeah, mm -hmm. here's the thing. I have not, I'm in Stuart's uh, boat, except for I don't have a dandelion. I Like, I don't really mm -hmm. know <laughs> this movie. I so. a light to stand on or a dan to lean on. Yeah, I don't think I've watched either. So when did this movie come out? Anti-Mame or Mame. 
No, this, so this, uh, oh no, this is not the musical version. I'm sorry. Yeah, this one does not have music in it. Uh, this is the, so this movie came out in 1958. Fuck. It's based on the play mame, which is based mm-hmm. on the novel anti-mame. So wow, stars- they just keep going back and forth. <laughs> they can't, <laughs> they can't, make can't a decision. figure it out. It's like and, if they kept putting the the back on Facebook every few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is this is uh, starring Rosalind Russell, who you know from His Girl Friday. I don't. Um, okay. Well, well, I do. Yeah. Oh, she's Dan good. Does. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Wickedness. I'm gonna give her what now. What does she do again? She's like a stage mom or something. No, no, no. She's just she's like a big party party. Does lady. she kill party anybody? Lady. She's a no. She doesn't kill anybody. She's flamboyant, I, exuberant. She I'll has a, give her she has a, a circle six of, for wickedness because I a, bet she. I mean, it depends on what you think of substance abuse. Is yeah, like, just well, she drinks safe, a lot. I'm, yeah, yeah. Just to be safe, I'm going to give her a five. Just because I don't want to smear her. Smear the thing is, I don't know. it's hard to know by the by the fifties uh, standards. She's very wicked. One of her best friends is a nudist. You know, mm, she yikes. she she's involved with stage people. Uh, but by modern day. Uh, things not, but she's good at heart. She's a, you know she's good at heart to everybody. So I think I'm going to give her a four. Okay. Uh, okay. Next we got. Next we've got category two coolness. How cool is she? I mean, the name is cool. She does. I mean, she sounds pretty cool with all these parties and yeah, such. parties are naturally cool. parties are one yeah. of the coolest things. <laughs> I mean, if you're going <laughs> to can happen, <laughs> you know. That's why, like, cool guys are always yelling "party." Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They rarely, they rarely yell "no parties, please." <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. keep it down. <laughs> A quiet night at home on the couch. I'm That's studying. What I'd be <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give her an eight for this. It sounds okay. like she's pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool, but once again, I don't know for sure, so I'm gonna say a seven. Okay, I'm giving her a nine. She is really cool. Like you're still relying on me, just <laughs> undercutting me every time. Even though Dan ah, is, clever girl. Well, Dan, in, the, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So yeah, that's the fact that you have a little bit of frame of reference. Uh, I have a vague idea of what this thing is. Yeah. So let's talk about category three: wackiness, kookiness. Oh, I think that this is one of the classic kooky hands, right? Uh, I'll oh, for give sure. Her a, a nine. Okay. Stuart? Mm. Like Stuart, in your, wear- in your expert opinion, not relying on Dan, what do you think? <laughs> okay, does does she wear like normal clothes or does she wear like, I don't know, like patchwork clothes and like a pot on her head? <laughs> no, <laughs> she doesn't do that. Just, it's just she, I, I think of her as like feather boas, long cigarette holders, that kind of stuff, you know. It's not that kooky though, man. That's pretty normal. Uh, <laughs> for what <laughs> situation though? Yeah, I, I'm going to say six. Six, okay. I'm, I'm giving her a nine. She's pretty damn kooky uh, and pretty wacky. It, she reminds me a little bit of a, I, when I was in college, I would talk about how my grandmother would take me to the theater and one of my other classmates imagined that she was like a lady with a long cigarette holder and a turban with a jewel in the front and a feather boa who's always like, mm-hmm. darling, let's go to the theater, which is not what my grandmother is like. But that's more of what an anti-mame is like. Okay, so yeah. this, that's anti-mame. So let's go to our lucky dip category. Stu, I think it's your turn to choose. I'm gonna uh, say Five. Five. Okay. How would she do at letting you smoke pot in her house? 100%. This this, yeah. this lady is like, no bones about it. You can spark that shit up. She's like, uh, I have one rule. You cannot smoke pot in my house unless you share. 
Like that's oh, her name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah. cool. I mean, she'd call them jazz cigarettes, but I'm going <laughs> to give her a 10 for this as well. Yeah, so Stuart, what would you say? 10 also? Yeah, 10, or? 10, 10, 10. Yeah, 10, 10. All, 10's across the board. Uh, yeah, 10, 10, 10. She is giving reefer realness in this uh, <laughs> in, in this one. <laughs> so let's move on to, oh, another another aunt who is also kind of a, a partier in some ways, but maybe it's not quite as positive. This is Aunt April. Start played by Taraji P. Henson in I Can Do Bad All By Myself, the Tyler Perry okay. film based on the sure, play of the same name also by Tyler also Perry. Also both obviously very familiar with. Yeah, so and you guys know who this is, so I'll just, I'll give you a brief, this is just for the listener, you guys are familiar with Annie. Sure. She's an alcoholic nightclub singer. She can barely be bothered to take care of her orphaned niece and nephew until eventually she overcomes her traumatic history of abuse, finds a good man, recognizes that she needs to take care of these kids, uh, mm-hmm. And kicks those bad habits. So that's Aunt April. Classic uh, I just Tyler gave you the, Perry stuff. I mean, basically, like. I just gave you the plot in a nutshell, essentially. Uh, yeah. So, in terms of wickedness, where would you put Aunt April? Well, she's redeemed, uh, but it sounds like she was pretty wicked before then. I'll put her at a six, I guess. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go seven because it sounds like I mean there is a redemption, but. Uh, you know, it's a rocky, r- rocky road to get there. I'm going to go seven also, but I'm judging by Tyler Perry standards. By way, uh, I mean, by Tyler Perry standards, mm-hmm. it's probably a nine, but because, uh, she event, but eventually I think she prays and it helps. Uh, let's go to number two, coolness. Now I remind you, she is, is a nightclub singer. And it is Taraji P. Henson. Yeah. Natural, and she, like that's cool she can, already. And she can do bad all by herself. She doesn't need anyone's help to do bad. Mm-hmm. Is that... Does that mean that she could anyway? Uh the, <laughs> the I don't know. I don't know where he was, don't know where his mind was going, don't want to know. It's a masturbation joke. Uh oh. I, what? I just I don't There's only know. one aunt on this list who's okay with that, and that's Auntie Mame. She's like, you can do it in my house as long as the door's closed. It sounds like she's mean, though. Like it sounds like she's cool, but it sounds like she's mean. She's you might say like, she's cool but rude, like Raphael. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give her a six for this. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna say seven because she is a nightclub singer, and that's yeah. and it's Tarashi. Yeah, I'm gonna give her a seven also for that reason. Cool okay. but rude. Uh, what about wackiness, kookiness? Mm, nothing you've said so far would indicate kooky or wackiness. Yeah, and, sound- and also, she is appearing in a movie in which Medea, Tyler Perry's uh, drag aunt, uh, a drag grandma <laughs> character, appears. So uh-huh. that automatically everyone else yes. is at a lower level of kookiness than than, yeah. than Medea. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, the 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 borders of reality have shifted when Smithia <laughs> enters the Yeah, movie. yeah, they're in the house on the borderlands. Yeah, in this one, yeah. Like I thought, I was uh, this was the sandbox that I was existing in, but unfo- but it's much different. <laughs> it's a little bit like if you were watching the movie Spotlight, and then one of the reporters was Fozzie Bear, and you're like, "Hold on a second, this isn't the movie I thought it was." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's this are all good. Reasons why, in a way, you you are pointing out one of kind of one of the great things about Medea as a character is that uh, she is almost a Muppet, like she is entered yeah. like Muppet territory. Oh, for sure. I, I this sounds like yeah. I'm gonna give it a two. Okay, Stu. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go two as well. It seems she does not seem wacky. Okay, a two from Stu. I'm also gonna give. I'm gonna give a one, and especially her pat her backstory is very. Is very traumatic and very unfun. So yeah, I'm gonna not, give her a, 
a one for wackiness. But okay, uh, is Dan, is it your turn to choose the yeah, category? I, I, I don't know. Okay, would, so- would this matter at this point? <laughs> no, not really. But Dan, this is uh, scientific yes, measurements. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. important. I could get sure. kicked out of the AOC, the Ant Olympic Committee. Um, so mm. it's not the, not the famous AOC. It's the lesser known one. No. Okay, <laughs> so Dan, here are, the, here are the numbers. Four, five, no, sorry, four, six, eight, and nine. Eight. Ooh, ruining a wedding by getting drunk. Do you think that how, oh, Aunt t- April on this one? This sounds like a 10. <laughs> it sounds like a 10 to me. Yeah. From what little I know. Wish wish on this one, I think. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 10, 10, 10, 10. Once again, 10s across the board. She's just that kind of ant. Okay, moving on. A very different kind of ant. This is Auntie M from The Wizard of Oz, played by Clara Blandick. It's that Auntie sure. M. I shouldn't even have to tell you anything about her. You should know everything you need to know. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Iconic character, iconic aunt, Auntie M. Well, taking care of Dorothy. Yeah. I would I would argue that she's an iconic aunt, mostly by virtue of Dorothy saying Auntie M, Auntie M over and over again. She doesn't get a lot of like, like person like there's not. There's not a lot of time spent on who Auntie is. Oh, I would disagree. I would disagree. She is caring. She's a good boss. She brings out crawlers to her workers, but she's also Mm. stern. She's like, get back to work. She makes Mm -hmm. Dorothy give her dog to Miss Gulch because the law says so. But then she says to Miss Gulch, the immortal line, for years I've been waiting to tell you what I think of you, but being a Christian woman, I can't, and leaves the room in tears. This is, I feel like she's a fully fleshed out character uh, nearly as much as, say, I don't know, Anna Karenina? I mean, not a lot of time spent, but they're, what? Sorry, what did you say? I I compared her to Anna Karenina from the Tolstoy novel, (laughs) the same name. Not, who is a mom, not an aunt. It's not Anta Karenina or Anna Karenanant. No, no. I mean, I guess you're right that this is a, a great example of a lot being done with a little. So yes, yes. She makes the most of every moment. Um. Okay. What's so the first category? Category one: wickedness. Oh. Mm, zero. I. I would argue that um. That uh the the fact that she's willing to kowtow to human law over what is right. I'm going to give her at least a two here. Two? Okay. For the same reason, I'm going to give her a one because otherwise she is the, she is the spirit of wholesome all-American uh, farm life, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, its, in its greatest form. But you're right. When, when up against the monolith that is the law, she refuses – she doesn't say, fuck you, Miss Gulch, and then what, <laughs> shoot her in the head and then go on the lamb, <laughs> Thelma and Louise style with Dorothy and Toto, <laughs> leaving oh, Uncle man. Henry to pick up the pieces of his shattered life. It would be a – Pretty good movie, though. <laughs> would, yeah. Chris, would uh, Christopher I mean, McDonald play Uncle Henry? Oh, yeah, that's of course. You get back husband. here, Annie M. You get yeah. back here. Yeah, yeah that's the movie that should have been made instead of whatever that James Franco is the wizard movie was. Oh, yeah, Oz Sam the Great Powerful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and they drive over the rainbow at the end. You know, it's a different it's a different sort of film. Yeah, yeah, they could do that. Um, that, remi- that reminds me, guys. Uh, my kids really mm-hmm. want to go see Wonka when it comes out. Should I be dissuading them from this or should I just go with it? Because right now I'm just going with it. I'm like, fine. Whatever. Why do I want to see Wonka? Have, they, the- have you let them watch the trailers and shit? <laughs> no, they just know it exists. They love the original Willy Wonka movie. They love Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, because they've heard about his uh, NYU uh, exploits. <laughs> they know they know about they know about how as a kid he used to sell personalized N64 controllers online. They're like, I, I like him because he looks like he's about my size. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're like finally an actor my age. No, no, no. He's actually a grown man. Well, I, I mean, here's the like. I saw the second Wonka trailer, and I was like, you know what? If I release all of my knowledge of 
the 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 raw doll Willy Wonka and how Wonka's that character exists. Like if I just think of this as an entirely different thing, it looks like it could be charming. It's got you know. Yeah, from the I think you're right. First I, Paddington director. Like, if I don't, you know. if yeah. I if I stop trying to compare it to the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka, then I think you're right. So that makes takes us yeah. to category two: coolness. How cool is Auntie M? I was gonna say, like, if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna try and cast a movie to tie it in with a Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, you gotta cast that Jeremy Allen White because that kid kind of looks more like Gene Wilder with his little owl face. Jeremy Allen White, I don't yeah, even know who that bear. is. Yeah, but he's enormous. That's the thing. Like, I don't want a Wonka who's like buff. Oh, he's bear. not enormous. He's very short, but he's he's a he's a wide short. But, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's super he's, ripped. Yeah, he's girthy. Yeah, he's short but girthy. Yeah, that's not the Wonka in my we mind. We call it yoked. <laughs> we in the plate pushing community. yeah in the, pl- in, the pl- in the plate stacking the uh, pushers of plates and stacks um, uh, so, so so coolness Aunt M coolness she I'm does know how to make crawlers that's not that I think cool. she's very low on the coolness this is uh, she uh, you like, know she's my, not a fucking good hang my mom told me tales of her strict Methodist upbringing where uh, dancing and cards were not allowed and I'm well, sure, how would you dance in a card? I don't Auntie, understand. Like Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> I'm sure Auntie M is kind of in that same area. Yes, so I think you're probably right. I'm going to give a one to this one. Yeah, okay. yeah, the vibes are terrible. Give her a one. Okay, I'm going to give her a two, I guess, because she can make good crawlers, but not mm-hmm. looking good for Auntie M so far. Category three, this isn't going to go for too well for either. I think wackiness, kookiness. Oh, yeah, not very kooky. No. I mean, unless not in the world of, where you can go into another dimension and see, like, flying monkeys and crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know, when when Dorothy's best friends are a talking scarecrow, a robot that, that keeps freezing up, and a, lo- and a, and a cowardly lion, it's yeah. hard, for, it's yeah, hard to be kooky. Meanwhile, she's literally in black and white. Um, yeah, and somehow, even if Medea walked into that world, she would still be the kookiest thing in the entire yes. universe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I won for kooky, I think. yeah. Yep, just a one. I think I'm actually going to give her a zero for that one. Oh, wow. boy, Antem. Not great scores for Antem in this arbitrary uh, ranking system. So, <laughs> Stuart, or is it Dan? Which, uh, who's going to pick the category? Four? I will. Two. I'm going to do Okay, it. four, six, or nine? I'm going to do four. Okay. How good should we be at referring to a story about your parents that your parents would prefer you not hear about? Oh, um, Like starting to say something and then your mom or dad being like, we, we don't need to tell that story. Mm. I feel mm. like Auntie M seems like the soul of propriety. Yeah. I don't think she would, like anything a little untoward, she would naturally steer away from. I mean, yeah. she re- she can't even bring herself to insult the mean lady who just stole her niece's dog. So, yeah, I think she's pretty controlled. I'm going to give her I a mean, zero, to be honest. Yeah. Just I, a one. I'm going to do a one because, like, the, I think there's some certain things that maybe— her mouth would get ahead of her brain, but uh, yeah. I could see, you know what, I'll give her a one because I could see her telling a story where she's being judgmental about your parents. Exactly. And the parents there, are, yeah, that's yeah. what I... Okay, from Auntie M, there's only one place to go. That's right, Auntie Karai Hausu from the film Hausu, played by Yoko oh. Minamita. Now, this mm-hmm. is the owner of the titular Hausu, the house, uh, mm-hmm. who, as you know, she died in World War II waiting for her fiancé. She has returned as a ghost who eats unmarried girls who come to her house. So, mm-hmm. Category one, wickedness. How do you how do you feel about this, Auntie? <laughs> Pretty high. That's a high one. It's a high wickedness. I'll uh, mention again that she eats girls. <laughs> yeah. She does eat girls. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's partly maybe That's she's not to blame right because there. she's become a supernatural character, but uh, I'm, I'm still going to go with a nine. 
Yeah, okay, a nine. And Stuart, what about you? I'm giving a 10 for this one. Yeah, I'm doing 10 all the way, baby. Okay. Not That's just as she eats, she eats unmarried girls. So she's not only eating human beings, but she's also reinforcing a patriarchal system. Yeah. She's yeah, saying, that's hey, you're point. safe if you don't get married, or if you get married. So uh, category two, coolness. Now, this might surprise you guys. I'm going to give her a 10 on this one because she's pretty, she's got a real style to her. She's got an pretty eyeball cool. in her mouth. Like, why not? Yeah. I mean. She lives in essentially Pee Wee's Playhouse, but evil. I, I can't get over the sort of like good hang part of being cool. That's and, like, true. I don't want that's to fair. be that's fair. murdered, but I'll still give her a seven, which okay. is a mark of how strong the you, you don't want to sit down for a slice of watermelon as they eat, as they do in, in Haosu, and yeah. to be turned into a ghost or or have your body torn uh, apart. Yeah. No, uh, I'd be okay with that. Um, yeah, I'll do an eight. <laughs> eight, okay. okay. You know, maybe I'll give her a nine. I forgot about the hangout part. The nine. Okay. And yeah, I can get torn to pieces. That's fine. Category three, wackiness, kookiness. Where does she rate on the wackiness? I'm going to go <laughs> 10 on this because <laughs> – uh, if you, this is a public service announcement for listeners, if you haven't seen House, you got to see House. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? It is, you know, it is. Imagine uh, dragons, like <laughs> a, perfectly an placed. Older, perfectly an older, an older horror movie that is as much like pop art collage as done by like a very imaginative kindergartner as it is anything else, and gives some sense of. Uh, I was reading is. about it while while researching this episode, and they were talking about how the the director was doing special effects prep work, not being sure how they would come out. And afterwards, was like some of the special effects didn't come out the way that I thought they would. Like it really feels like someone who it really feels like uh, people at play, you know, yeah. trying to come up with a story and make something. So yeah, I'm gonna give it. So it's and and that ant sets a wacky tone. So I'm gonna say, yeah. it's, yeah. I'm gonna say wacky. So I'm gonna say ten also. That's a 10 for me, oh, guys. I didn't realize. Absolute wacky. The album yeah. behind me as oh. we talk is the is soundtrack it? to House. Uh, which I, anyway. Okay, guys, we got just one more ant left, and then I'm going to take a moment to tally the scores. We got one more ant. Oh, before that, actually, it's a lucky dip. I'm sorry. We have the lucky dip category for uh, for yeah. Auntie from Hausu. Uh, there's two categories left, number six or number nine. <laughs> Whoa, Nice. Uh, I'm going to go six. <laughs> six. How good would she be at taking you on a whirlwind tour of the world? Probably Ooh. bad. Yeah, I think that she might be bound to that house. Is uh, That's a very good point. Yeah. I'm making. As like, many Japanese ghosts are, she is a, she is stuck in one physical location. Man, she, yeah. man, she biffed this category. I think yeah. I'm going to give her it's a one shame, because you know? like, what she's a got high, those, like, What a contender. Yeah. Kaleidoscopic powers, like maybe there's some supernatural way, but I'm I'm grasping at straws. I'm just saying, but that's why. Okay, yeah, so one. I'll, I'll say maybe a two. Yeah. Okay, so that's a one, a two. I'm gonna give a two also because I think maybe she could convince you you're traveling through some kind yeah. of hallucinatory yeah. thing, but you'd eventually you'd realize that enough. you're you're just there with a giant cat or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now it's our last ant, guys. This is a non-fictional character we're gonna be talking about now. That's right. It's that aunt of all ants, Edith Big Edie Bouvier Beale from Grey Gardens. She is in real life the aunt of Jackie Kennedy. Uh, uh-huh. She lives in squalor with her daughter, Little Edie. They are the stars of Grey Gardens, a real life documentary from the Maisels. And uh, they are, what's to say about her? She lives in a house full of raccoons and human waste and detritus. Uh, she spends most of her time in bed. She loves canned corn, likes to cook it on a hot plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really annoys her daughter, little Edie, by not paying by not buying into her daughter's projects and also 
not just not being friendly to her a lot of the time. Can, so that's can, Big E.D. Can I admit something? And that is that I've never seen this movie. I I this is a safe space. I started to watch it. <laughs> I I think that for me, Stewart admitted he'd never seen uh, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. You can you can admit you've never seen Great. Gardens, I know how yeah. artfully this movie is is made, like by reputation. So it's it's obviously at a different level than um, uh, reality, reality TV. Tell, but yeah, but like it has the same problem for me where I'm like, hmm. I don't want to watch this thing that I'm going to find sad and I know is real, unlike a tragedy that I'm choosing to watch, but I can comfort myself yeah, with. Yeah, you're like, Grey Gardens, exact same separation. as Blow Deck Down Under or whatever. No, I yeah, mean, yeah, like, exactly. I, no, and I Dan mean, is making a brave stand in favor of closing his eyes to the troubles of the world and living in kind of like a, a fantasy land where well, nothing bad happens. It's a safe space. Do I have to consume <laughs> it as entertainment, as entertainment. Yeah. rather than just you know, dealing with it because I exist in the world. <laughs> I'm know. sorry, Dan, that I literally got real in this game. So mm-hmm. let's go to category one, wickedness. Uh, I don't think she's very wicked. I mean, I guess she kind of mistreats her, the, the other yeah. one, right? The, <laughs> the other, other one, one, her daughter. Her daughter. A, a person, yeah. Um, I'll give her a five, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I th- there's some darkness there. I'll definitely I'll say, I'll go a little higher. I'll say six. Okay. But maybe that's being uh, that's because I'm conflating it with the documentary now episode. <laughs> <laughs> were they were they were they kill someone at the end? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as someone who's seen the movie and has also also saw the Broadway musical Grey Gardens, where the first act is before is them when they are younger, and the second act is them in during the time of the movie. I'm gonna give her. It's hard because it's. I'm going to give her a seven. You know why? Mm. By the time of the movie, you are not seeing her at the height of her wickedness because it's her decisions in many ways that have led them to this place. But by the time she's in the movie, she's much. She's not fully in, in control of her faculties and things like that. But mm-hmm. taking so you know what? Actually, since we're just talking about her in the movie, I'm going to give her a six. Um, chapter two, category two, not chapter two. This is not a book. Category two, coolness, guys. How cool is Biggie? Not to me, not very cool. I will say, I think that she's a gay icon. Yeah, I mean, well, when I think per, Little Edie is really more the gay. Maybe Big Edie is too. Okay. Little Edie is the one who has like the revolutionary outfit for the day and things like that. I feel like she's more. Yeah, the gay, but well, I mean, okay, adjacent at least by being in the movie. So I'm gonna I'll do a four for this. A four. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was Little Edie that uh, that Jinx Monsoon portrayed in a iconic snatch game performance on RuPaul's Drag <laughs> Race. That makes sense. And so Stuart, what would you say for coolness? Pretty low. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say low. I'm gonna say like a two. The yeah. thing is, it's pretty punk to basically live in an abandoned house. The problem is when it's your house that you own, it's no yeah, longer sure. an abandoned house. It's just a house you're not taking care of. And mm-hmm. it's also pretty punk to kind of like be a maker and DIY and kind of like make a space better. Yep. So and also I'm, to have rich relatives. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is also very <laughs> punk to have rich relatives and yet still, still live still live as if you crawled out of a sewer. Yeah. So I'm going to give her, I think, I'm going to give her a three. I'm going to split the difference between you guys. Okay, category three. I feel like she can clean up here. Wackiness, kookiness. This is a lady who routinely <laughs> feeds raccoons inside her house. Well, yeah, but is, there's a line where, like, where does where does kookiness end and mental illness begin? <laughs> That's not know. for me to answer. What, do I, what am I, the DSM-4? I don't know, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I just think that there's a sad tinge to this that uh, will we'll keep it down as, at an eight for me. But Okay, uh, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think a nine 
Like I'm I'm also gonna go a nine. Dan, I'm just proud of you for playing the game, even though you have clear sure. moral and ethical yeah, issues I love with it. it. Okay, lucky dip category. There's only one category left. That's number what nine. Is it? How good would she be at calling you big guy in a way that makes you more and more uncomfortable the older you get? <laughs> <laughs> I feel, to me, that seems a little vulgar for her, mm-hmm. big guy. I don't know. Uh, I, but I, I can also see it happening, so I'll just say a five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stuart, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, uh, I think there's a possibility there, but I think it's, I think it's pretty low. I'm going to say four. Okay, I'm going to say a six on that one. Mm. All right, for the same reason. It doesn't seem like her, but at the same time, she says a lot of a lot of kind of things that you wouldn't expect someone in that position to say. Sure. Um, all right, everybody. Those are the categories. Now it's time for me to tally these scores. Okay, everybody. I've tallied the scores. We know now who is, I don't know if I'd say the best ant, but certainly the ant with the highest the score fr- from these. Yeah, the most antiest. Yeah, the one who is mm-hmm. the most of an ant, the most pure ant like ant in all of these, the antiest yeah, ant. Yeah, have some fucking courage with your your game, Elliot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks. I just with your horror monsters, one of the categories were so much clearer, like a positive and negative. And this one, it's <laughs> there's a little different. It doesn't always apply to everybody. But our winner, this is going to be a big surprise. This is, I think, the winner is the ant that all three of us probably have maybe the least experience with. That's right. Anti Mame wins with 93 points overall. But like, wow, we have uh, the least I, experience. But you guys, I I think that is the the classic ant, right? Like if you're thinking yes, in about a lot a of ways. Yeah. She's got six legs, got a huge dump truck butt, got weird mandibles. Six legs. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She she serves the hive. And uh, unfortunately, I thought this was gonna be the winner, but Auntie Hausu, second place, 88. That yeah. lucky dip category lucky dip really took her, her down. Up, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If she had had committing a murder, oh man, I think she would have been oh, close man. to a perfect score. 2024's ant competition is going to be so much tighter, I bet. And sadly, (laughs) yes, sadly, sadly, the last place, lowest score, Anti-M. Oh, a pillar of American film. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's it's funny. And and second to last place. I guess I'll stay in Oz. (laughs) uh, Second to last place, of course, is uh, Antiope, uh, Wonder Woman's ant. And then right above her is uh, the Brewster's. From Arsenic mm-hmm. Arson and Old Lake, who they should be down yeah. near the bottom. They're murderers. But uh, there's the ants that I wanted, I would have wanted to have the most for myself growing up, Auntie M and either of the Aunt Mays, either the bottom or middle of the pack. It's, to be well, dramatic, I think, ant, I think I guess, it's just, yeah. again, the, our, our cultural conception of ant is someone maybe a little kookier and ookier than mm-hmm. you would like to have as your aunt personally. Yeah, it's kind of like how uh, we we have the, the you know the crazy uncle uh, as yeah. like a character in people's lives. And it's like, that's not someone you want around you all the time. That's someone you want just kind of sometimes livening up family. Just sweep well, into your life. Grow up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you want to live in that like unsung heroes world where you're you're with your your out of the ordinary uncles, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this antacular pleasure ant explosion <laughs> of ants. <laughs> <laughs> we ant explored the antiverse, and we came up with our ant. Just like Linogen, we went up against the ants. We were versus the ants, and we came out on top. Yep, we did it. Uh, this has been. The Flophouse Mini, and it's also been 
probably a waste of your time. I've been Elliot Kalen. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We are a Maximum Fun podcast. Please check out the other Maximum Fun podcasts. They are also very fun. Some of them are even less weighty than this one, if you can believe it, and some of them are much more so. Thanks to our producer, Alex Smith. You may find him online as Howell Doughty. You may find him online as Lydia Burrell. He is a man of many names, many identities, uh, many lives. And mm-hmm. I mostly want to thank you, the listener. If you liked this episode, please leave us a positive review uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you didn't like this episode, stick with us. Yeah, we, we don't do this all the time. Buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Maybe not my problem. problem. Is you. you ever thought about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you if we're not if you don't feel like we're being too hostile, please leave us a good review somewhere. For the Flophouse, I've been Elliot Kalen. I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. And thank you to all those ants out there. Yum, 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 yum. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.